0: High sticking to breaking down the middle. Here's the
1: lowdown with low tide on sports fourteen forty. Presented by Wolf GMC Buick. We're making it easy. WolfGMC Buick.com. Welcome to the lowdown. It's high, high noon. And I just mean high noon. Nobody's high here. We're all good. Today's show, how active will the Oilers be? What about Ken Holland? Where's he going after the you know end of the year? Does Leon sign July 1st? What about the deadline? Our feature guest today, Daniel Nugent Bowman, wrote a great article. It was an interview with Jeff Jackson. Uh, very informative. It was out yesterday morning. It is still breaking news. There's lots in there. We're going to run it down today, and we're going to ask Daniel about what he thought. Maybe about, like, sometimes body language, man. So we'll find out about that and more with Daniel Nugent bowman from The Athletic Today. We're available at sports1440.ca, iHeartRadio, Radio Radio Player Canada, Apple and Spotify podcasts as well. Text or call us 833-401-1440 on Twitter at LowTide, at Declan Kruger. The Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. The Discover event is on now. And they're blowing out remaining 2023 GMCs. Discounts up to $8,000 plus 0% financing. Visit WolfGMCBuick.com. Our guest today, I mentioned Daniel Nugent Bowman from The Athletic. Also, uh, we're going to have some fun here with Rod Peterson from The Rod Peterson Show. There are CFL happenings happening. And there are CFL free agents who are going to be signing in the next while. And there's a lot of them, and some teams. I think the Saskatchewan Roughriders are one have lots of money. Other teams, I think the Edmonton Elks have not so much. So we'll find out all about it with Rod Peterson later on today. We begin the show by saying hello to our our Twang Tuesday uh, captain. I would say I would say captain and and and. Provider of the Twang Tuesday tunes, along with great information about NBA, NFL, swimming, uh, and other things. Ladies and gentlemen, Declan Kruger.
0: Hello. Happy to be here, and thank you again for that intro. For somebody
1: who just tuned in, what are your strengths?
0: Oh, um, good team worker, Um, attention to detail, take constructive criticism well.
1: Interesting because yeah. those are the things listed as your biggest weaknesses.
0: Well, on your latest review, working with you is—you know—it's cheered me up in a couple areas and you know <laughs> polished me off. So,
1: okay, polished you off, I can believe. Okay, where are we going today? Well, there's lots to talk about. I mentioned DNB. He had a conversation with Jeff Jackson, and we're going to talk about some of the the interesting part. Well, was interesting stuff on Ken Holland and Leon and goaltending. We'll talk about that. Today, I want to talk about, outside of the DNB conversation, but about the orders. Why random luck is important to understand and why pretty much nobody takes it seriously and it can result in mistakes being made. Okay, so let's go back to last spring and the Vegas series. If I said to a lot of people... What do you think the problem was? They would say they played Nick Bugstad in important situations instead of the Ryan McLeod line. Now, I can say, hmm, you know, luck could have been a part of that. And also, shouldn't we be worried about small sample sizes? And even people who know better will say, no, no, Woodcroft made a mistake. And they were playing the wrong defensive uh, system, and it cost them, and that was the thing. And nobody will hear the word luck. Because we don't like luck as human beings. We don't like using that as a reason because we don't control it. That's why most Major League Baseball general managers over the last 100 years have been alcoholics. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny in saying that. I think that luck drives people to bad things. Luck, good and bad, is, is so random. So Norm Ullman never won a Stanley Cup. Never, he deserved to win a Stanley Cup. He should have won a Stanley Cup. Mark Howe should have won a Stanley Cup. Didn't happen. How do we make sense of that? We do not give credit to luck. Because if we do, we have to say things like, you know, it's possible the Edmonton Oilers don't win a Stanley Cup with Conor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl here. We don't like that. We like to blame something. You know, Stuart Skinner with that lollygagging goaltending and remember and we don't remember that the philip broberg penalty was marginal and then the yanmark penalty that followed was a penalty but it doubled down on the mistake and they lose game five in the second period that's it and then game six second period two periods luck the edmonton oilers right now are great and they're riding luck but when they really need the luck is in the postseason but we put so much importance on the winner that we can't allow luck to have full play, full bore, full hearing. It doesn't make sense to us. We're not able to, to say, God, there's, there's seven teams that could win the Stanley Cup this year, or nine, or whatever the number is. Because maybe a goalie gets hot. I mean, Halibut could win the Stanley Cup for the Winnipeg Jets. He could win the Smythe, and we're all going, damn, man. This was supposed to be Connor McDavid's year. Luck will be involved. Luck, good and bad, will drive this story in Edmonton and every other NHL city that matters. Calgary? There are things the owners could do. Like, there are things that they could do to anticipate problems. And that is a part of luck, too. You know, I I don't think it's luck. I think it's deployment that has Philip Broberg playing in the minor leagues when really he should be in Edmonton as part of a rotation. He should be playing here by now. Because when injuries hit, and they will... Broberg is going to be the first line of defense. They might go out and get another defenseman, and I get that and I understand that, but they could call up Philip Broberg and have him play in a rotational basis with the Edmonton Oilers now to the deadline, getting reps, getting comfortable, getting the field, and then he's not a flat-out rookie if somebody gets hurt. These are logical things. These are things that will help you make a bet after luck comes to town. The Edmonton Oilers aren't doing that. And I think it's a mistake. I love that they've got Dylan Holloway up here, although he's in Bakersfield now, but they'll recall him. They should do the same with Philip Broberg. Right now they're sort of treating the seventh defenseman role as like a reward. You've worked hard, Ben Gleason, Phil Kemp. Come on up, maybe play a game, but you're definitely going to get an NHL salary. The Oilers should, when they recall Dylan Holloway, they should recall Philip Broberg at the same time. I'm telling you that. This is one of my favorite weeks in sports, and people don't know why, but I will tell you. Most of the time, you're going to drive home, and on the way home, you're going to go, God, there's not a lot on TV. There's one or two NHL games. You can watch the NBA, maybe. It could be like low tide and watch the Bakersfield Condors on the computer. That guy is so exciting. But for me, this is when it starts to get interesting, because... The Super Bowl is uh coming up, 2 weeks. It's 2 weeks, right? They don't they don't do like the CFL. They have to give all their kids a chance to get rested.
0: Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. You know, maybe take a quick vacation, do some
1: media sure. obligations, whatever it is, you know. Somewhere in the next 7 days, there will be a media day at the Super Bowl, and some reporter will say something that will live in infamy, like if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? And I love those questions because and I have a completely different view of most media, which is not surprising because I'm not most media. Because every question that is asked by a media member, almost every question, has been asked before. You can see it in the faces of the athletes. Ah, uh, Listen, uh, would you feel better if your goalie stopped more pucks? Uh-huh. There is there is a sense of... of doing things by rote and it's it's not the media's fault necessarily because results are results and you're looking for an angle and you've got to get an edge but most of the questions have been asked a thousand times before and you're going to get the same answers you know grand fear you stop 70 pucks well you know everybody's playing right good in front of me Ryan Smith man you guys you got to do one more period what have you got to do we got to get pucks deep you've heard them all in my lifetime the question and answer between the media and the athlete has not changed very much but in the NFL, around Super Bowl, they bring people in from other parts of the news department or the sports department or the whatever, and you get wonderful questions. If you could ask one question, Declan, to Patrick Mahomes, one question that was not a typical, hey, how you feeling question, what would it be?
0: Oh, Wow. One question off the beaten path, hey?
1: Yeah, just something that was that he would he would be nonplussed. He would be like, "What now?"
0: Okay, well here it is. Patrick Mahomes famously has come out and said that he likes ketchup on his steaks. Mm-hmm. He eats his steaks with ketchup. Says it's a Texas thing where he's from. My question to him would be: Are there any other food combos that are generally frowned upon that you're a fan of? I like that. Yeah. If I Cuz then we get a little bit personal, you know. He's like, "Okay, this guy's cool. Like he's touching, you know, he's touching the heart. Maybe like he opens up to me a little bit." You know what I'm saying? We become mm. friends, we hang out. I get to hang out in the box with Taylor Swift and all those cool people. I don't know. You
1: know if I maybe. had a question to ask him, it would be this. I would say to him, "Sir, my experience with your head coach is that he was not good at clock management." Mm. Does he does he control it and is there somebody in the booth saying yeah we'll do that coach and then not doing it and maybe maybe he's still bad at it but nobody listens to him that's not bad it's not bad long window. i was gonna also say could you spell glaucoma that's but, ooh, that's a good one yeah i
0: have one more i would ask him he does a state farm commercial with andy reed mm-hmm. and in it andy reed says nuggies and i would ask him ask him how many takes it took to get that one uh, camera ready yeah. He was That'd trying to one. say
1: NUJI. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So bad. Um, Arash Madani had this, and we're going to talk to Rod Peterson about it, but uh, Jason Shivers, is apparently the next defensive coordinator and assistant head coach with the Elks. And the way I understand all coaching hires is you have to elevate a coach. You have to give him a job that is better than the one he has, and that might be why assistant head coach is there. It may also be the beginning of a succession of some sort among the Elks at the coaching level. Toronto Blue Jays have signed Justin Turner, big time power guy. I imagine. Do you, third base is that where you would put him? I mean, Kelly Gruber's there. Rance Mullenick's on the bench.
0: I th- I would probably have him at third base. And yeah. again, I say this, you know, full full open book. Not the biggest baseball guy in the world, but from what I have seen, what I where I believe his strengths lie, where I think he would be the best fit would be third If he's got the arm, base. if he's got
1: the health, you'd put him at third base. Yes. Otherwise, he's at the edge. Right. Okay. We've got a announcement to make. It's 12-13 on the way. We have rumors. It'll be hockey again today. I I know you're excited about it. We have rumors. And then Rod Peterson will join us 12-40. We'll talk about Oilers' targets at 1 o'clock. Daniel Nugent Bowman will join us as well at one twenty today. We're going to talk to him about his article that interviewed Jeff Jackson and had a lot of really interesting pieces of information. We'll do all of that today. But right now, I want to give you some breaking news for this show. Starting tomorrow, you know that we have Mama MMA with Declan on Monday. And then on Friday, we have Declanations, which was such a thought starter on Friday that it went all weekend. People were talking about it on Twitter that I saw all weekend long. Uh, Declan caused a a brouhaha online on the weekend. So we're hoping to get more of that. And we wanted an NBA Wednesday feature. So we're going to call it Duncan with Declan. And... We have a very special piece of music that I love, Declan really loves, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to just be like the Abbasan that introduces Mama MMA. You are going to grow to love it. You may already love it and don't know what we're doing, and that's probably best just in case you're ever interviewed by the authorities. Always claim no knowledge. Are you ready for this? Are you up for this? Low
0: Tide, I have the song here. I have it loaded. Do you want to play it or should we leave it to be a surprise? let's just
1: play it now. A little snippet of what you're going to hear tomorrow on the Duncan with Declan feature about the NBA. And we're going to play that puppy until they say we can't. But that is the... What years did that run? Got to be the eighties, nineties, aughts. Nineteen
0: ninety to two thousand and two.
1: There you go. Yeah. There you go. The golden era. Man, because does it, are you not excited? Are you not thrilled to be? Oh my God! There's a basketball game, and this damn thing's playing.
0: Low tide. I'll tell you. When I used to walk into you know my 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 basketball games in high school, I would play that song getting off the team bus and walking into the opponent's gym because it would nice. just get me so fired up, and all I wanted to do was go out and put up forty like Jordan.
1: What kills me is John Tesh wrote it. Like, of all the guys, not that he's not a talented fellow. It's just that, you know, one of the greatest jawlines in in history was, was listening to that song, hearing it being produced by the brain that was above it. And it was John Tesh. What a great song. Okay. On the way, Pro Hockey Rumors, Rod Peterson later this hour and Daniel Nugent Bowman next hour. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's Twang Tuesday on Sports 1440 and the Lowdown for Wolf GMC Buick. Visit wolfgmcbuick.com. Good choice there, young man. Get everybody rocking and rolling. If you missed it, new segment for Declan. We have the Monday MMA. We have the Friday Declanations. Tomorrow, NBA Wednesday feature. Going to be called Dunkin' with Declan or Dunk with Declan. We're not quite sure. We're still working on the logo. It's going to be a thrilling one. You're going to want to buy it on a t-shirt. Uh, it's, you know, we don't we don't know where we're going to put your face on it or not, but if we do, glasses will have to be included.
0: Do you think we should make, do you think we could sell t-shirts? Sure. I think you could probably sell quite a few t-shirts by yourself. I do not yourself. think that is true. Uh, I would love to have one t-shirt. You can be, have the rest.
1: I think I would sell a t-shirt that said, low tide is sleeping. Please, please don't say very. Don't, I'd don't buy be that. Too loud. I'd buy know? that.
0: No. would you would you give me one or would you make me buy it oh no you would have to buy it yeah you know, you know
1: our relationship yeah,
0: it's all it's business
1: a, well it's, it could not be less personal it, actually. it really is i do not want to have it it is like the next time you have warm feelings toward me i need you to stop it uh just a complete and pure business relationship uh no advice given or taken no money changing hands and certainly no food shared i think we can all understand that's not gonna happen okay Rod Peterson coming up in the next segment. It is time now for Pro Hockey Rumors. Boston Bruins are apparently... um, Maybe thinking that maybe DeBrusque would be part of a package if they could get what they wanted. Likely a center. Nashville is open. I think this is Chris Johnston who said it. Or maybe it was Frank Cervalli. Open to the idea of... UC Soros. The Otters don't need UC Soros anymore. They don't need to Step off with your UC Soros. Funny, funny talk. It's not going to work. Stuart Skinner is the man. He has, um, since November 24th, the, the number two, the second best all strengths save percentage behind Hallebuck in Winnipeg. He's done well. Ottawa Senators have placed uh, Rourke Chartier on waivers. He's an uh, interesting player. He's a a left handed centerman. His numbers look a lot like James Hamblin, a little taller than Hamblin, but a hard worker, great work ethic. He's a guy who is is called up when they have a lot of injuries. By the way, I saw Ottawa the first the first period in a bit of Ottawa's game last night. They looked like Mel Bridgman had drafted them, too. Do you know the Mel Bridgman Ottawa Senator story, Declan? Do you know the Mel Bridgman Ottawa Senator story? I don't believe I do. All
0: right. I don't believe I do.
1: So the Ottawa Senators have gone to the draft. I believe it was Tampa Bay in the same draft. And Ottawa had some issues with their computer, Uh, it wouldn't start, they couldn't plug it in, the battery was dead. They also had an issue because as they were walking in, they were handed a new protected list. Tampa Bay got theirs. Ottawa got theirs. Ottawa did not look at theirs. So they kept trying to draft players who were not available. And well, you laugh, but it happened. And Ottawa was awful, just awful. And they would take a while to get better. But what the senators did do was draft well in the amateur draft, uh, starting almost immediately. And they built... a I mean, they haven't won a Stanley Cup, but they probably earned one or two back in the day. Drafted Marion Hossa and Daniel Alfredson and Raddock Bonk. But that first Ottawa Senators team was ghastly, partly because the computer didn't work and nobody thought to look at the package that the commissioner gave them when they walked in the room. Ah, things happened. Patrick Kane won't be back against Ottawa for the Detroit Red Wings. Got a lower body injury there. It was getting close, but we were so close to the All-Star break. Might as well give a veteran like that time off. Detroit still has a chance to make the Stanley Cup playoffs. Kasperi Capitan will be out through the All-Star break for St. Louis. And as far as the Edmonton Oilers are concerned, it's pretty quiet now, but I don't think it's quiet quiet. I think there are conversations going on. But I have a question for you. And you can text in your opinions, and I would love to hear them. So there's a thing called fool's gold. Most of my employers have experienced that after hiring me. They think I'm gold, and then I turn into fool's gold. But you think you have something, and it's not quite there. And the owners have a goaltending tandem that is working now. They have Dylan Holloway, who looks really good. Corey Perry, just one game, but he looked like he could do the job. So they they have things. They had issues. They've addressed the issues. They're winning like mad. But is it fool's gold? Do you need to have cover? And there are going to be places they can't get cover. Like you could trade for a goalie, but you're going to risk waivers on Calvin Pickard. So you've got to be absolutely sure your guy, whether it's for James Reimer or whom, do not say UC Soros. I know you wanted to, Declan. Don't do it. They're not going to trade for UC Soros, but can they get a better player than Pickard? If they can't, then don't do it. Same thing up front. You've got Perry and Holloway. You can play plenty of track through to the deadline to see what they are. You don't have to make a move until then. But what if they're playing well? Everybody's playing well. And let's say the number seven defenseman is also playing well. I think they're going to get a defenseman for sure. But if you don't trade for a goaltender and that ends up being an issue, well, there'll be hellfire. And if you don't trade for a right-handed center, and that ends up being an issue. And remember, remember my long diatribe about luck at the beginning of the show. So there you are. You have to make your call. And, you know, the the DNB article is very, I think, should be encouraging to Otis fans because it sounds like they, uh, Ken Holland and Jackson and Brad Holland and all of the people involved, Keith Gretzky. Now, obviously, the the uh, um, guy in charge of the hockey ops is going to say those things, but it sounded like they had a good working relationship. That's what they're going to need. And they're going to need Michael Parkati and all the guys in analytics giving good information, and they're going to have to read the information. And we know that has not been the thing in the past. We know because of the Duncan-Keith trade that offloaded a, a lot of cap onto Edmonton, and Edmonton actually had to play in... Paying players too, and it uh, it begat the famous line. What do you want them to, me to get them for nothing? But when you're when you're trading for Duncan Keith and trading for a bunch of millions of dollars, the price point was a first round pick. The Oilers did not get that. And we'll know at the deadline if they're using analytics. They won't make a trade like that. All right. How do you judge? what you have in Pickard when he has not played. Actually, he has played. He's played very well. You know, your backup goalie, I think he's played in seven games. Is that right with Calvin Pickard? Seven games since he got called up. Eight games. Yeah, I
0: thought it was, yeah, okay. Yeah,
1: so he's played in eight games. He has a nine fifteen save percentage. And he got called up, what was that? Um, sometime in November, maybe. So it, let's say he got called up ten games into the year. So he's played eight games in a total of... 45, so he probably would get 16 to 20 in a full season. That's your backup. Maybe you'd like him to get 30, but Pickard's played well. I you know, I don't think you want him to start every game of the National Hockey League playoffs. But Pickard's played well, and Skinner has a year's experience. LT, is there a top-four right-shot D-man with a year or two left at a reasonable cap hit out there? I'm not sure... If or who that would be, Lance the Rancher. I can't see him. I just can't. I mean, I like I. I. I everybody says, "Well, yeah, can I get an upgrade on CC, and and you see these little charts come out with a he's worth five dollars or whatever. Um, go look at puck IQ. I I know I sound like a broken record, but puck IQ is the only place you can f- find purely online to let you know how difficult the competition is for any given defenseman. And that tells you how much the coach relies on a a particular player. So Cody Ceci has played 236 minutes this year against the elite competition in the National Hockey League. Only Matthias Ekholm has played more among others defensemen. 31.3% of Cody Ceci's minutes have been played against the elites. He's got 10 goals for, 9 against, 53%. His Dangerous Fenwick is just past 50%. He is not on the top pairing in terms of competition, but the top pairing, Matthias Ekholm and Evan Bouchard, play most often with Connor McDavid's line, and that gives you a big leg up. Nurse and CeCe are playing elite competition without the big line, or at least a lot of the times without the big line. Darnell Nurse, by the way, Dangerous Fenwick, 503 goal share. Now, all of that said, Matthias Ekholm, 65% dangerous Fenwick. That's smart, carousel, or expected goals. And 57% actual goals against elites. He is out of sight. So is Bouchard. Bouchard has a 67% dangerous Fenwick. Now, he's at 46%, 11 goals for, 6 against, or 13 against for 46% goal share. But that's luck. Remember we talked about luck at the... Don't make me talk about luck again, because I will do it. I will talk about luck as and many times as you mention it. I'll bring it up. It's like in school when you... Somebody would ask some kid who would probably get pummeled at recess, blows rain down upon him, probably Declan, would put up his hand and say, I'm a teacher. I didn't quite understand that. Could you explain it again? And you could hear you could hear the groans. You could see the eye rolls even if you were looking at the back of the head. Yeah. Don't be mentioned in luck on this show. Nerdy geologist here. Did you know that fool's gold is actually iron sulfide, otherwise known as pyrite? Interestingly, one of the natural crystal forms is cubic. Anyway, LT, are you able to provide a brief overview of the owner's current luck factor, during this winning streak, are any elements sustainable? Well, luck is interesting in hockey because we have a, a, um, a number. Everybody needs one single number. But if you take, you know, shooting percentage and save percentage and you divide them based on percentage, if you get anything over like 100, you're probably trending and a little bit lucky. If you get anything under 100, then you're a little unlucky. However, what has been proven over time or at least recent times is that teams who are really good can beat that system. They are traditionally a little over 100 every year in a measure called PDO, which is an invaluable measure. Vancouver is 104.5 right now, which leads the league, and I think they are running some luck. Edmonton is 997 this year. That's at five on five. So they're a little below lucky, but... They've been ho- closing fast, man. They're like Secretariat at the Belmont right now, in that category. You remember Secretariat at the Belmont, don't you? Overall, the orders are a little uh, around one hundred. They're about as lucky as they they should be. I agree with you, low tide. I think CC is good value. I'm looking at a top f- nine forward. Monahan might be a fit. Lance the Rancher. Uh, We had Rachel Dorian yesterday. She's very smart. She's worked in the industry, and she has metrics and measures and knows what she's doing. And she said Monaghan would be a really good get. Uh, Also mentioned the center in Anaheim as well. So there is that. I would like to get Eckholm, I don't think he's coming here. I'd also like to get Arthur Kelly, who apparently L.A. is interested in moving. I'd be all over that especially, like, if you're Calgary or any team that maybe this isn't your year, you get that guy. That guy could score 40 goals for you next year if you've got a really good centerman who can get him the puck. He's got a hammer for a shot, a quick release. He is one-dimensional, but what a dimension. If the order signed it for Arthur Kaliav, I would would declare it a national holiday. I would go to the authorities. I don't even know who they are right now, but I would go to them. I would go to the local constabulary. And I would I would I would talk to whoever was there. And then I would go to the the, the the city hall and the ledge and I would even fly to Ottawa. I mean, if you know, we did some kind of a fundraiser for my ticket. They should trade for him. Arthur Calia will be a really good goal scorer within two years. That's my guess anyway. I would make that bet all day, every day. Twelve thirty-four. This is the low down. There's no way LA trades with us when the bacon. People keep saying that trades can be made. You have to overpay, but they LA wants to win. That right now they're going to fire their coach, I think. But they, they'll make a trade. The only reason they wouldn't trade Kaliev to Edmonton or anybody else is they feel like the next coach might like him more. I said yesterday, Jay Woodcroft would be a great candidate to move in there. He's a smart guy. He's a young guy. He can get a lot of performance out of younger players. He'd give them a little bit of the bounce that you get when you hire a new coach. And he has show business experience. Or have you forgotten his wonderful, like pretty major role in a uh, Canadian television series? Do you remember the name of the series, Declan? The littlest hobo. Yes, the littlest hobo, and the next feature we get that is going to involve you will be on the Thursday, and it will be to the littlest hobo theme. I I think it might be a free free agency one based on the lyrics to the littlest hobo.
0: Well, I was gonna. It might as well just be a TV show segment at that point. I'll switch things <laughs> up a little bit.
1: Could you carry a TV? I could do the oh, old stuff. I could, I could. Do Matt Locke and McMillan and wife.
0: Tide, that, that is the segment I could carry, is the TV show segment. Really? Nah, maybe not the segment, but I could do it.
1: So what's your favorite TV show in the last two years? That's come out in the last two years? No, that you've seen in the last two years. You can be any time.
0: Uh, succession.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, mine is always and always will be Six Feet Under.
0: Okay. I like that.
1: And it's not just because of Laura and Ambrose. I want you sure, to know Sure, I didn't that.
0: think it was until
1: yeah. now. You know. <laughs> okay. That's a really good show. Michael C. Hall is so good in that show, I can't watch him in the other show that he was in because that doesn't make any sense to me. But do you know who I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, uh, from 16 Candles and The Breakfast Club. Or am I thinking of someone else? was that not his name
1: Michael Michael C Hall was in six feet under yeah and then he was in a show called Dexter right after
0: oh that. okay, I do know that guy I do know that guy I was definitely thinking of Michael Anthony Hall if that's no. even his name
1: I think it's Anthony Michael Hall yeah
0: maybe it is maybe I couldn't carry a TV <laughs> segment after all I might have to walk that one back <laughs>
1: I think we're well-placed in the sports department. All right, it's 1237. Rod Peterson on the way next. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440 for Wolf GMC Buick. Visit wolfgmcbuick.com. Nice. Nice twang Tuesday. Turner is definitely not an option anywhere in the field. Watch him lots as a Red Sox fan. And wish they kept him. He can murder lefties as a DH. Reputed as a, a good clubhouse guy. Yeah, I mean, they had to do something. They, I don't know, man. I thought they were going to do more. I thought they were going to get Soto. And then, you know, they got sort of involved, the idea of Otani, and who wouldn't? And then Soto ended up going to the Yankees. Cali have 70 points in 175 games. I haven't seen him enough to make judgments, but hopes he's fast. He's not fast. He is a pure goal scorer. He's real, real good. Real, real good. Just a shout out to Derek Ryan. Small, slow, soft, old, gets bounced around, but damn, he's the smartest player in the NHL. Gets every ounce out of his skill set, always in the mix from Lance the Rancher. I don't disagree with that at all. I think he's a really, he's going to be a coach one day, guaranteed. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Declan is ordering food, I believe. So that's good. He just thanked the person that he's ordering food from. And uh, now he'll get on calling Rod Peterson. Are you having a good time over there? (laughs) You know, I'm one of the people in the world, when you're having a moment, I always make it better. Always, always, always make it better. That's really my reputation in the industry. Oh, that low tide. We were having a tough time, and he came in and made everything better. That is not my reputation in the industry. Looking forward to talking to Rod and I talk to him every once in a while. He is a, a really interesting uh, broadcaster and knows a lot of things very, very well. And in December, early December, uh, he tweeted out some, some news that broke my heart because um, I worked with John Lynch, for a little while legendary broadcaster and uh fellow around regina uh they many years ago on ckck did a show john lynch with roger millions and he was um i i I would go home from talking to john lynch and then the the hour after i went home i was still catching up to what he said that's how rapidly he spoke we're joined now by rod peterson from the Rod Peterson Show. Thanks for joining us. And uh, I saw your item on John Lynch and my heart sank. What an interesting and uh, compelling individual he was.
2: Low Tide, it's great to hear from you. Can I, for your, the benefit of your listeners who may not know, can you hear my John Lynch imitation? Mm-hmm. Low Tide, great to hear from you, buddy. <laughs> great to hear from you. How you doing, Low Tide? It's been a long time. Too long. Too long, Low Tide. <laughs> Does that sound like him? Yes, it does.
1: It sounds exactly like him. I remember the the first lunch I ever had with him, he revealed everything about himself, and I mean everything about himself, and he did it in that same voice. And I, by the end of it, I was I was appalled, I was crushed, and I was laughing. Oh, my God. <clears throat> what a character. Uh,
2: for, well, I felt the same way, to be honest, about John Short and Robin Brownlee. So yeah. we've taken some kicks to the pills here in the last little while, for sure. So... Yeah, good men uh, that we uh, really—they were doing this long before you and I were. right? Yeah,
1: they were, and they were—they were, they were uh, in their respective cities. They were giants, and the best of us, and we will miss the, all of them for sure. Mm-hmm. So let's—we're getting. I mean, the CFL offseason—you know—it—it it sort of—it starts slowly and then it builds in free agency just around the corner. But I'm—I'm I'm counting on behalf of Rough Rider fans, and I still think even with the. The signings here recently; they still should have some free agent money available, right?
2: Well, for sure, especially after Trevor Harris restructured his deal, and uh, and there was over half the roster were pending free agents. And they, they, you know, to be honest, I think the CFL has done a better job this off season than they have in many of staying in the news. You know, some good, some bad. Like for instance, Edmonton with the Trey Ford, are you going to trade him or not? And the signing of McLeod Bethel Thompson. But I think in Saskatchewan when you've got, I think, I think it was 36 free agents low tide Wow! out of the 44 that are on the roster in a game. That's a lot, you know? So yeah, there'll be some money available for sure. Trevor Harris restructured his deal. Uh, I'm expecting they're probably going to lose a free agent or two. So you can rework your team in a hurry. I guess is my what I'm trying to get at here. Um, improve your team in a hurry with all these one-year deals. I was in anticipation of our interview. I was looking at a graph of how many players are left. It's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot entering uh, February fourth.
1: Well, they've they, and they have signed some of their own. Lacumbo, Lanier. Uh, they're 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 getting they're working around the edges. And in, in, in Lanier's case, the, like that's a that's a nice piece. Um, and you know, I'm always b- very aware of the Canadian factor, but. Uh, the the Rough Rider fans that I talk to are, um, I would say, cautiously optimistic. Is that fair?
2: They always are going to be low tide. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> They're always. But listen, I went to a lot of the games last year. I was at the one in Edmonton. Was it the week one that Trevor Harris and them came in there that Trevor Harris got hurt? It yep. was early on in the season anyways. And yep. the, yeah, and the Riders won that one. And then I watched the one in Regina where Saskatchewan won it on a kickoff. Rouge, remember, when your returner bumbled it in the end zone. So there were some tight games, you know. And and, and by the virtue of that season, Series 1, Saskatchewan got into the playoffs and Edmonton did not. So, yeah, they are – you know what? They're more excited about the new head coach, Corey Mace. Right. That's what I know. Um, Forget about the talent on the field. I think that could be better. They, the Ryder fans are, and listen, I'm a born and raised Saskatchewanian. So while I don't follow and cheer for the riders like I did when I was a kid, I know the fans. And it's, it's the positivity that always comes in January, but also Corey Mace. They, whatever he said when he came in and I, and I watched the news conference, but he said things that hit the right buttons with the Ryder nation. He's living there in the offseason year-round football guy, CFL lifer. And that that's what, to me, Low Tide has the more excited than anything, Corey Mace.
1: That's interesting. And I know that, that um, you know, it, it, you're right. It is a, a fan base that will cheer for laundry. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> uh, but I think that a lot of the season last year, and, I mean, we know what changes have occurred, when your starting quarterback gets hurt and – you know, I I I do think that they are in a better spot, even even behind him now, because of the year experience. But that can blow a hole when you when you get hurt that quickly. That can blow a hole in your entire season, and it did.
2: And it did. It it did. And that's the thing. I mean, God bless the Ryder nation. Um, you know, they say best fans in sports, and there's a chance of that. But Trevor Harris is coming off an injury, and I think he'll be 38. So if he stays healthy, they'll have a shot. That's the case with just about every team in pro football. I think what's got them a little nervous right now, you know, you talk about anticipation of free agency. It's not the sexiest group of free agents. And if you go to three downnation.com right now, they've got Jake Dolagala as the top ranked quarterback. Well they actually they have Chris Strebler, and who knows if that's even gonna happen at all. But next is Jake Dolagala. He was Sask's third string quarterback last year for much of the year. It's not a real, you know what I'm saying? We've had years where Michael Riley, Bo Levi Mitchell, Zach Caleros, like that. Now you got something. So I think what, what we had into free agency, as much as the football people are really excited about it and the fans, it's not as sexy as as it's been in years past. Fair?
1: Yeah, that's fair. In Edmonton, Rash Madani had this, I think yesterday, that uh, uh, Jason Shivers is apparently the next defensive coordinator and assistant head coach in Edmonton. Is that what you're hearing, or have you heard that?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what Jones is waiting for. Uh, Jim Barker actually blurted that out on my show probably six weeks ago. <laughs> uh, that Shivers and, and it's it's newsworthy for a few reasons. I mean, number one, everybody thought it was a slam dunk that Shivers is going to be going to Toronto. He's an Argos great. They had an opening there because that's where Corey Mace had been, but I also know he's a Jones guy. He's a loyal soldier in the Jones Army, and um, for you know, there's a lot of changes with your football team, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. And, as as you know, and I and I I I'm just piecing this together from what I see, and Jones I talked to him, but not about this. But I feel like the defensive coordinator role is Jones isn't going to have his hands on that. Okay. And that's why, you know, he's got just too many tasks. It's too big of a job now to be defensive coordinator, coach, and general manager. You just can't do it because you just, there is not enough time in the day.
1: Well, I think you talk yourself what, into, like, you know, that you, they hire you and they have to give you all these roles and you talk yourself into all of them. And then you, <laughs> it's it's midnight and you, you're halfway through your day. And I think that's what's happened to the Elks. Honestly, I really do. I think Jones is overrun with work.
2: And that's his own fault because with that comes, a big paycheck, you know, but down the road in Calgary, you know, they have done some reshuffling with Jay McNeil now in there as president and John Huffnagel stepping down. You're following that, but it was not the year that Calgary was very proud of. They ended up going on the road in the playoffs. Again, they're used to hosting a home game mm-hmm. and the criticism, because I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. I'm not there, but that Dave as coach and GM doesn't have enough time in his day. In Calgary. So it's kind of, a, it's kind of a, a CFL thing, and whether it stays that way in Calgary or not, I'm not sure. They made some changes, and they announced their staff yesterday. But we started with this talking about Edmonton. That's why I think Shivers was brought in there. And he's outstanding at what he does. I so thought I think Lan- there will be an improvement.
1: I thought Lanier would come here. Were you surprised he signed in Regina?
2: Well, only that Saskatchewan had the opportunity to get the jump on dealing with him. I mean, it just depends on how you – Saskatchewan is not the preferred destination like it was for a long time, but it's still pretty preferred. If you want to play in an environment – and they're going to throw money at him. um, Yeah, I I would have been surprised if he'd left, to be honest. Okay. Because when you have the opportunity to get a jump on every other team, that's a significant advantage. I think it's news when you don't. Like I just read here, the Jackson Jeffcoat in Winnipeg is going to test free agency – Players don't do that as much as they used to, but you know you don't all you don't often get a chance to do it either. Why wouldn't you? I, I don't blame the players that do.
1: Do you see like Oliveira going to the NFL, or do you see him signing like you know sometime before training
2: camp? Well, I in a CFL.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, that's a really good question. And if you go and look at the list of the top players available by position, Brady Oliveira's one in the backfield and Dalton Shown is the top receiver available. Both are Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yeah. I just kind of think in the case of Oliveira, because he's already worked out for his teams if he was going to sign with somebody he would have by now. Because there is this sense that running backs are a dime a dozen. They don't care in the NFL if you're Canadian or Amer- or American. They don't. Or that this guy was the top Canadian in the CFL. They don't care. Um His resume coming in doesn't mean a whole lot, I don't think, to the NFL teams. We know he's a great player, but if he hasn't signed by now in the NFL, I'd be surprised if he does. But that's just my gut.
1: Do you, like, if he doesn't sign in the NFL, and I agree with you that that if he hasn't signed by now, uh, does he go to Winnipeg or, or, you know, could we see him uh, optimize the opportunity?
2: Any player, it doesn't matter the league. If you got a chance for us, any broadcaster low tide is going to take the raise. Really? His, well, yeah, well, we've never had that opportunity, but I'm guessing. Uh, these, in the case of Brady Oliveira, his stock's never been higher. Would you agree?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. I think he's the top guy high. because he's Canadian, and he's right. durable, and he's good, and everybody's like, okay, it's the new Cornish.
2: Boom. And four consecutive Grey Cups. he's led his team to well three because Harris was there for the first one Andrew Harris but you you get what I'm saying um his stock's never been higher this is a chance for him to cash in and that's saying a lot too because he's from Winnipeg and I guess it was two summers ago I went to a bomber game bombers uh gave me tickets and I sat with Brady's family so I'm sure he's getting a lot they're from there Mm-hmm. you know and so he's getting a lot of pressure from his own family i'm sure to sign there and he hasn't he's resisted it because this is his chance so yeah that's probably the number one guy to look at uh, beginning february 4th
1: how he's are you a good guy yeah how are you doing by the way everything life is good for you i see you on a boat with a big fish
2: <laughs> life has never been better my dude all right um, that's good yeah, so thank you for asking. Yeah, it's good, but I enjoy these CFL talks, and I'm proud of being known as a CFL guy. But covering the Panthers and the Lightning more so down here because not a lot of people do it. Mm-hmm. That's going real well, so uh, no complaints. Well, you've got two
1: great clubs in your backyard to to you know to look at. I mean that those are those are quality teams, and I mean I think I think the Panthers could win the Stanley Cup, and they would do it quietly, but uh compared to a year ago but i still like that club a lot how about you who do who would you favor among the two are they do you think they're the stronger team
2: no lightning are on their way down it's and just just look at the standings right now with for a variety of reasons they're getting older they're not the lightning that you know i think they're only winning games based on the fact that they know how to win games they've been to the top of the mountain but the panthers are ascending i think the lightning are descending they're, they're, like, there are a lot of hockey fans here low tide, believe it or not. And oh, yeah. beat, I think it's February the 19th. I think it's the 18th or 19th in Tampa. They're already talking about it. Um, that'll be a game that tells a lot about both teams. But what the hockey fans have said here is, you moved here at a good time. We actually care now. <laughs> they're filling, <laughs> filling both barns. Uh, so that's good. But here's I, do, I don't want to go without telling you this. I'm going to Radio Row at the Super Bowl nice. next week. Nice. And the last time I was in any situation like that at all, you and I were Radio Row neighbors. 2018 Grey Cup Yes. was, yes. was the last one I was ever at with my radio show. So I never forgot, buddy. I was just thinking of you this week <laughs> uh, when I was getting the table booked. I have to share it. I That's love how it. That's the NFL is. They're making me share it with a guy from Fresno. Well, But I was with you last time, Low Tide. Well,
1: the the Fresno guy is probably better looking and funnier and probably will buy more drinks. Don't worry about it. Thank you, Rod Peterson. (laughs) Thanks for the call, buddy. All right, there you go, Rod Peterson. Off to new adventures. Interesting career. Always enjoyed his calls and his shows. Okay, on the way, we're going to talk about targets for the Edmonton Oilers. And we're going to talk to Daniel Nugent Bowman about his article interview with Jeff Jackson Lots of interesting things in there. It's all on the way next hour. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's time for an update.